1: Hi friends.
0: Welcome back to Spiced Chaos.
1: Yes, or welcome. If this is your first time, you're yes. in for a treat. You're in for a treat.
0: Yes. If this is your first episode, um
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Hi. I don't guess you have to have listened to other episodes to be able to enjoy this one.
1: Just to jump in with both feet. You're yeah, welcome just here. Jump
0: right in. So um <laughs> to get this out of the way, um, your co host over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos.
1: Yes, and your co-host over there is Leanne from Spice Plans.
0: That's us. We are your hosts of this show, and um, we never go away. Um, No,
1: we will not. Yeah, No, we (laughs) are like
0: cockroaches. We will still be here at the end of time trying (laughs) to make this show from our apocalyptic bunker.
1: That's right. We were talking about that recently, like (laughs) for a smooth transition for planners and wine corner, since we talk (laughs) about them on every episode. We were talking (laughs) about that, and we were talking about how... Um, the, the, the common theme with a lot of planner podcasts is that they just kind of fizzle out every after a while. That is not, that's not going to happen here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it makes us very sad because like we mm-hmm. get super invested in some of these shows and then yeah, the people just, you know, it just either they don't get along or they can't have the, they don't have the time or the, you know, cause right. it is a time commitment. It is.
1: It's true. Yeah. Like the planner bitches, excuse my language, but it's the name of the show. Mm-hmm. I miss them. I, I, really, miss liked them too, yeah. I really liked their show. I really like. so if either of them are listening, if you would like to make another episode, I would definitely love that just yeah. for me. Yeah.
0: I, I just, I, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, Girl Chatter. Of- mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that one, mm-hmm. I think there's still like the band is still together, but there was something happening that I don't know. I don't know any details. Don't come for me, but they just had had to rearrange some things. I think,
0: well, I miss them. And, um, yeah I just just make some shows ladies like we like to listen
1: <laughs> yeah I know it's true oh,
0: yeah so uh, let's have planners and wine corner here on yes this chaos
1: um, yes
0: we have discovered the four of us that like <laughs> we are besties and um
1: <laughs> yeah we're not a thruple we're like a quadruple or a whatever Quadruple, you call it.
0: yes yeah quadruple mm-hmm. And we have a group chat that we're in that we just really have fun in. And then last night we did a Zoom with them, just the four of us. Yeah. And I can't believe that we have never done that before. Um, I
1: know. And Leanne drank an entire box of wine. It was the best.
0: <laughs> it was the best. I know. And everybody was like <laughs> trying to go off the Zoom. Caitlin was like, I have to go. And I was like, well, I can stay here all night. And then Meg and Myra got tired and like, it was obvious that they were ready to go. And um, Hannah fell asleep on the couch next to me while we were talking. And I just stayed up for a few hours after we hung up or hung up. That's, that's not what you do on a Zoom. You leave the meeting after I'm, we've left. I know the I'm dating myself. We hung up the phone and, um, and I stayed up for a while and just texted people that I probably shouldn't have. So, um, <laughs>
1: We've already decided that I'd go wild. Like I used to have this box in my classroom where students would like drop their phones before they came. I'm going to have a box like that for Leanne's phone after she has four drinks because she cannot, she cannot be responsible for that when she's had four drinks or more.
0: I was telling Caitlin to just blow off her kids and let's make an episode at two o'clock in the morning. And she was like, oh. dude, I just spent three hours with you in the Zoom. I've already blown was, them off.
1: I know. I was like, these children are hungry. They need dinner. I've got to do something.
0: I know. And I'm over here. It's like, you know, midnight or something. And I, I, it's like I forget. I forget that you're three hours ahead of me. So, well, I forget that when I've had drinks. Let's just put it yeah. that way. <laughs>
1: You forget all the things when you've had drinks.
0: Yes, but it was so fun last night. And Megan and Meyer oh my gosh, were so
1: awesome. it was so good. And we got yeah. all, oh my gosh, like we went there with some planner tea that we will not share because yes. it stays in the zoom. We, we made I the will, promise, but I it was will good. Say
0: this Find your planner people just, yes, that is so important because really, we have just figured out that planner friends make the best friends. It's so true. We say that all the time and we hashtag it in our Instagram posts, but it really is true. Like find your people and just cling to them and like be there for each other. It's just so Mm -hmm. great for, like for four women who live in totally different parts of the country to have you know, a good solid friendship. So I know. You know. And I, I
1: seriously, I love them. Love, yeah. love, love them.
0: I have a, like a little problem, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. Like I, I know that we're friends and we've been on their show and they've been on ours and I need to relax, but like I fangirl just a little, <laughs> little bit over them. Like, I can't help it. Like, can you fangirl over your friends?
1: Yeah. Well, and okay. So Delilah is like into planners. Also my 13 year old, and she listens to their show sometimes. She's got the little Google Home in her room. And so she'll listen to her show. And she's like, who are you on the Zoom with? And I was like, oh, just Megan Myra from Planners and Wine. And her face, <laughs> <Like> her jaw <laughs> dropped to the floor. She's like, excuse me, What? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, you know, yeah, we're just talking to some celebrities.
1: Just don't worry about it. Uh, And then she like mouthed to me. She goes, are you famous? Uh, (laughs) I was like, 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 no. People (laughs) try to tell me that I am, but I am not.
0: No, I'm so not. Like nobody knows who I am at all. Planner um, Famous does not exist. <laughs> but it's so nice that Meg and Myra know who we are and that we can just love on them and, and have all the fun. So yes,
1: we're planning adjoining rooms at Go yes. Wild. <laughs> oh,
0: we're just going to run that place. We can't wait. It's going to be lit. It is. So I have a, a list. Okay. Let's end Planners and Wine Corner for this episode. <laughs> okay. Just, okay. Bye. You know, to be continued in our next episode, I'm sure. Um, so I have a, a, like a bone to pick with spring. Oh, Yeah, I know everybody in my side of the world is like dying of allergies and pollen and everybody's just like, oh, it's just a mess. Mm -hmm. Here's what's bugging me. I cannot sleep late in the morning because (laughs) the birds outside the window are so loud. And I know that people are like, oh, the sounds of singing birds. It's so beautiful. It's so peaceful. Well, (laughs) it's not beautiful and peaceful at, you know, 540 a.m.,
1: well and spring birds like spring birds are like screaming it's not like like a nice little tweet it's like
0: "Eh, it's like they're in it's like they're in pain (laughs) or like something is happening to them
1: yes and we have birds inside, like our ducks are still living inside. We're working so hard to get their outdoor cage done or cage. No, it's like an enclosure. Don't come for me. My ducks <laughs> will have a beautiful place to live, <laughs> uh, but we're trying so hard to get them outside. But oh my gosh, they are the same way. Spring birds. They are now figuring out that they can jump out. And so we'll hear them quacking and trying to ignore it and go back to bed. And then they'll jump out. We'll hear their little feet walking on the floor and then one of us is like oh we have to go
0: up and out now <laughs> oh my gosh and see the reason why that this even came up for me is because caitlin was like i don't know who's gonna watch the ducks this morning and i, can, and I was like well <laughs> you know what i have about 600 birds outside that could watch them because oh it's, uh, well, just, it's killing me just-
1: somebody has to be out there with them because you know ducks will get eaten and we have hawks in this area so oh that that would be sad yeah I would be traumatized like if I let them out and then a hawk grabbed one of them I would literally be traumatized I would need therapy for years yeah
0: so if you guys build that enclosure once it's finished will they be able to be outside by themselves
1: yes because it has a top on it like we built a top part on it I'll have to show you I'll show you guys pictures when it's all done
0: Yes. Okay. Good. Cause I'm really interested to see how this is because I feel like that they need a lot of space.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, they, there's only two of them at this time. So they don't need that much space, but it is a good amount of space. It's like a, it's like a dog run. If you've ever seen one of those, that's what it will end up looking like.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Well, that's good. And Mm -hmm. you know, I don't mean to like really get up in these birds business out here, but (laughs) uh, it's just, loud. it just really feels Unnecessary and almost intentional. Um, I, I, like I don't. I. It's almost. I really think that I'm the only house on the street that they visit.
1: Maybe they have a nest like right outside your window or something. Is it's there a tree be. nearby?
0: It has to be. Yes. There's a tree right outside my window, but it's just oh, that's what it is. I, I do think that that I have been dealing with this every spring for years, and just every spring I forget, and then I start waking up. And I try to go back to bed because it's still dark outside. And I'm like, what are y'all doing out here? Like, just calm down Mm -hmm. too much. Just doing too much.
1: (laughs) They really are. Oh man. Well, good luck with your birds. I hope that you get some sleep soon. I need to add something though, really quick before we move on to our next thing. Okay. This is, this is, I'm going wild again. straight from the notes.
0: She's going rogue.
1: (laughs) So my littlest kid joined the big kid club yesterday he lost his first tooth
0: oh I know he's so cute oh. that's so fun and it's always the same one like kids always that lose bottom that one same tooth that same bottom yes. tooth that's always the first one to go
1: I know well and he had to have like three teeth pulled when he was little due to like bottle rot you know and so now I'm like oh yay those teeth are gonna grow back in I'm so excited to see you with a mouthful of teeth finally
0: yeah and it's funny because kids all look the same for like the certain years of their life when there's big yeah. front top teeth come in oh it's and so cute. their little mouths are too small for the <laughs> size of their grown-up teeth and yes you know you have kids for years in school pictures where they're smiling and it's like oh it's just teeth um oh. i know but it's just such a cute look and i showed my kids a picture of me i think when i was 11 or something the other day we were watching mm-hmm. um i don't, i'm not going to try to bring us down but um i have been educating my children on 9-11
1: oh, dang. okay
0: yes like we've been talking about what happened on 9-11 we watched that movie with joseph gordon levitt called the walk about that french guy philippe Petit that walked uh-huh. the tightrope between the twin towers and um we talked about those buildings and we talked about what happened on 9-11 and why and just kind of, you know, the, the four different airplanes that crashed that day and you know, all that kind of stuff. So we've just been mm-hmm. we watching some footage on YouTube of, of what happened. So the picture that I showed them from when I was little was of me and my mom in front of the Twin Towers. Like you can see the Twin mm. Towers behind us.
1: Mm -hmm. So when
0: I showed them that picture, I was like, look, you guys, my teeth look just like yours do right now. And they actually do like you can tell that, you know, like our, our teeth, both of my children's front teeth are growing in exactly the same way that mine did.
1: Oh, isn't that cute? So,
0: you know, if you put the three of us side by side in pictures, like our mouths are identical. It's crazy. It is so oh, weird. But
1: I love yeah, that though.
0: I know kids and their mouths when they're that age, it's just, but shortly after that picture was taken, I got braces.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I remember all of us kids in the nineties got braces in like fifth through seventh grade.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. And mine are going to, mine are going to need them too. It's just... Oh yeah. Both
1: of my kids, thankfully. So Brian has perfect teeth perfect teeth. He got the exact right amount of teeth for his mouth. They're not jacked up or anything like that. And thankfully Delilah's teeth so far have followed his pattern. She's got one little one on the bottom but I'm like if you want to get braces when you're 18 and fix that knock yourself out I'm not doing it um but I don't know what Harrison's are going to be like I don't know
0: yeah well especially having to have them removed like who knows mm-hmm. what kind of impact that made on his grown up teeth and growing in and I don't I mean you know, I don't know
1: yeah I don't um, know they said none and then his bo- so it was two front ones and then a molar that he had to have pulled so the molar they actually had to put a spacer uh, like a little metal bracket thing, because apparently your front teeth will not grow together, but your bottom teeth in the back will grow together if you don't put a spacer and then that tooth can't come in. Oh, no. This, this has been dentistry with Spice Chaos. Yes. Wow.
0: Things that I don't know anything about. And I will be <laughs> honest with everyone on the show and everyone listening and everyone, I'm I'm terrified of the dentist. I really don't do well in really situations. I and love it. I know that there are people that are like, I go every six months, like clockwork. Well, I, first of all, I have terrible teeth from years Mm -hmm. of bulimia. I have no enamel left on my teeth. So they rot very easily. And every time I go, no matter how diligent I've been for the past six months, like there's always like some new problem. And I mean, I've had a root canal, which I know just having had one, some people my age have had more than one, Mm -hmm. but having had a root canal, like that was torture for me. I was sitting there the whole time that he was doing that. Like I wanted to slap him with my hand. Oh. Like, please stop. like I am panicking and can't do this. So yeah. I've decided that from now on, I'm going to do the sedation dentistry.
1: Oh yeah. There you go. I was going to say, you should just get veneers and like scrap the whole thing.
0: Well, I would really love to get veneers. I would. Um, just mm-hmm. because my teeth are so damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, And the dentist that I go to at this point, he's known me long enough that he knows my history and he knows all about, you know, he doesn't shame me for the teeth, the teeth problems, because he knows that I'm trying here at home to prevent any more decay or damage, but you know, Mm -hmm. he is familiar with my situation So he has said in the past, if you need to take a Xanax before you come in here, or if we need to gas you or something, we can arrange that. But I still have been too afraid to go back. It's just, oh, I just hate going.
1: Yeah. And then there's me who I'm like going to the dentist is like going to get a massage. I freaking love it when they like polish my teeth. And I even love it when they get in there with a the little scraper thing. Oh, it feels so good when you're done. I love the dentist.
0: Well, and see, you know, I know that they get in there with that scraper to get the tartar off. Yeah. And I work so hard to use tartar control toothpaste and try to prevent the tartar and all this stuff. But there's just certain places in every, like everyone has a spot in their mouth that they don't hit hard enough or they miss it or something. And then they're in there with that chisel for like 20 minutes (laughs) trying to get it. I love it so much. I love it. Oh, well, anyway, dentistry with Spice Chaos. Yep. We know (laughs) very little technical dentist stuff. Yes.
1: But congratulations (laughs) to little Harrison boy. Yes,
0: I know. (laughs) The tooth
1: tooth fairy came and he has his gold coins and a little receipt for his tooth and- yeah that he's, is gonna...
0: just, he's just so cute you just can't
1: he's precious
0: I know when I look at him I just want to squeeze him
1: yeah and then he'll climb you like a spider monkey that's what <laughs> will happen next I'm not kidding he really will
0: <laughs> oh well I'll let him that's fine all right yeah so last night I tried to persuade Caitlin to record this episode at like two o'clock and <laughs> I was ex- I, okay I don't want to get everybody listen the people that, that listen to this show probably think that i'm that i have some kind of problem with alcohol they probably she do.
1: needs to go to a meeting no, <laughs> no not really she doesn't really
0: no i don't but i i know people that really do have a problem with alcohol and have yeah. really gotten good help you know from going to meetings totally yeah so i i just i just want for everybody to know that it's probably sounds on the show like it happens a lot but do, no. do i get drunk too often to you caitlin
1: uh, not anymore. I would say when you were like, before you got divorced, when you guys were still living together, I think you may have been using it to cope, but I don't really think so anymore. It's maybe, maybe once a month, do you finish a box of wine?
0: Yes. Yes. It's, it's really not as, it's not as frequent as I make it sound on here, <laughs> Yeah. but there was one episode that we made with Kimmy, like in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, I think I drank through that whole episode, and it was fun. It was fun. It we, was. Have, we really do need to come up with some kind of way to have an after dark show. Yeah, because there are things I think that we want
1: to talk about that we we don't want you guys like driving around in your minivans with your kids having to listen to that if you don't want to. But if you're in an Uber and you're listening to our show on a night out, I mean that would be the better place. Yeah,
0: that would. Yeah, because we we really did decide when we. You know, created this show that we wanted mm-hmm. for people to be able to listen to us in the car with their kids and not have to yeah. do earmuffs or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, but last night I was very into the idea of like an after dark episode. Um, Caitlin was not taking the bait because she had no left her children. And then this morning when we were texting, she was like, you told me to abandon my children. And I was like, whoa, I was still
1: salty this morning. I really was.
0: I was like, whoa, I said to blow them off, not abandon them completely.
1: (laughs) I can't, I can't. Three hours was a lot though. Usually I don't even get that long in a zoom. So you're welcome.
0: I know. I was really surprised that you got that long. So yeah, I knew that I was pushing it but I thought, you you know, we're we're having fun. fun.
1: (laughs) I know. know. If I was was single in college, I would have been totally down. Let's pull
0: an all nighter and get it done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I totally would have in college, but no, alas, alas, my responsibility is called.
0: No, I needed to go to sleep. I did. (laughs) did Before you text anybody else. (laughs) I know I needed to go. I really needed to go to bed. (sighs) <sighs> and I have new hair y'all yes she does it's so cute
1: we basically have the same haircut and color.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had a whole whole bunch of blonde put in mine on Friday and okay we're about to have hairstyle corner right now oh because um I had an appointment scheduled with my stylist that I usually go to or before the pandemic that I was always going to
1: Mm-hmm. and
0: I got childcare for my kids with my dad. He had plans for them that morning, and they were going to do their school over there at his house and all of this. We had their backpacks all packed up and ready to go, which takes a while because they have a lot of stuff in there because they do virtual academy, so they have a lot mm-hmm. of stuff in their backpacks. Yeah. And I was walking out the door with my kids and all their stuff when my stylist texted me and said, hey, I have a migraine. I'm going to have to reschedule you.
1: Like she wouldn't have known that like a couple hours before that.
0: Well, I just felt like, I almost started crying, Caitlin.
1: I know. And she had been, she has been like on the hunt and like thinking about getting her hair done since I did like what a month ago or a couple weeks ago at least.
0: Yes. It's, it's just, you know how you have those moments and you guys will relate to this because You know, you look at your hair in the mirror and you're like, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. And then one day you look and you're like, this is not fine anymore. This
1: is not fine. And you were like looking at old pictures of yourself and you're like, I look
0: sad. I do. I just, it's like I neglected myself for so long and it wasn't purposeful. It was just COVID and not being, you know, now that I'm vaccinated, I was just like, I need to go have my hair done. This is, this is bad. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to look at it anymore. I was tired of it.
1: Yeah, makes sense. I get it.
0: So I texted my mom to get her girl's number and Uh she was like, well, my girl doesn't work on Fridays, but call Uh, the salon where she works and see if anybody can see you. Mm -hmm. So I called the salon and there was somebody there that could do a cut and color at 2 PM. Mm -hmm. And I love her. Oh, Aww, I had such a fun time with her. She was so easy to talk to. She did such a great job. She knows that I'm going to come back in eight weeks and make it a little bit blonder because I had a box dye on my hair. So mm-hmm. it yeah. didn't, it didn't get quite as blonde as I would like it to be, mm-hmm. but it's, we're going to, I'm going to wait eight weeks and let the hair kind of settle and then go back and we're going to do it again.
1: That's so funny. That's my exact plan, except the opposite where I'm going to go more like an ash brown. So we want it to be more, a little darker and you are just going to, so we won't have the same color forever. We'll be no. a little different.
0: Well, I just right now, and I don't really mind having a warm blonde. Yeah. It's kind of fun right now. Yeah. My hair pulls warm anyway.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most people's hair pulls more towards yeah. the warm size. That, that side, that ash, tone is hard to achieve um yeah
1: it's like friggin' lots of toner and lots of <laughs>
0: lots of bleach yeah so I knew that it wasn't going to be I was not going to get platinum in the right. first you know the first appointment mm-hmm. but she did a great job and I was so pleased with it and she was fun and fun to talk to she's like kind of super southern lady and just, oh, I just really had a great time with her and I feel bad that the other girl who I had been to for so long because I try to stay loyal to my stylist
1: yeah exactly
0: but that morning I just felt like she really did not understand the effort that I had put into having my hair done and I know that you know having your hair done this is totally a first world problem so just right. excuse my <laughs> privilege and entitlement here that I was very disappointed that she I would not want a person to work if they're sick
1: right but also like on that, like of course you wouldn't want her to work, but like I think that you were also like you had planned a self-care day and you were like looking forward to having that time to like unwind and like have a self-care day and like feel awesome when you were done and then to have that snatched out last minute. I could see that being upsetting.
0: I, I was very disappointed because I've been really ready to have my hair colored again. And yeah. I needed it cut. The the ends were were dead. The ends were not as dead as I thought. She only had to take off half an inch. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's very good. And she said, you know, your hair is not in bad shape, so mm-hmm. she wasn't worried that putting bleach on it was going to cause a problem, and it hasn't. Like my hair still feels very healthy, and everything's fine. So, you know, all these months of COVID not doing anything to my hair, I think has been good for it.
1: Yeah, like helped to get back to regular.
0: Yes, because I haven't been putting any heat on it. I haven't been blow drying it. I haven't been using a flat iron or anything, and it just, you know, your hair kind of heals when you stop doing that stuff to it. Mm -hmm. So, and I have completely committed to the center part.
1: Oh my goodness. As I'm looking at a picture of you with a side part.
0: Well, I I'm committed now to the center part.
1: Oh snap. Well, here she goes.
0: Mm -hmm. And my, my Jamie, I sent him a picture of my new hair and he made it his wallpaper on his phone
1: it was adorable oh my gosh he is he is adorable with you Leanne he is <laughs> like just a little smitten kitten over there like you you have worked some magic on that man and you're right. gonna need to maybe get in some people's dms and tell them how you did that
0: <laughs> I don't know I really don't I don't know how I did it
1: you and need things- to teach a course
0: and th- <laughs>
1: teach a a virtual
0: course Uh, oh well that's all it takes to be a real teacher
1: that's right I mean like that's the same you get like more money out of the deal
0: so that's all it takes apparently according to some in the planner community all it takes to be a real teacher is to teach a virtual course on (laughs) goal setting
1: and you also get to maintain your lifestyle
0: yeah so we're casting shade so we need to talk like we need to we need to speak clearly Mm -hmm. here Mm mm-hmm um, someone that we had on our show months and months and months ago said something very insensitive and on problematic. Instagram <laughs> about teachers mm-hmm. and most of you have heard about this. It was Lakin. You guys have heard about it. It's just, we're not, we're not here to drag her for what she did No, because the internet's doing that for us. Um, Yeah. It's, it's getting bad out there, but it is disheartening to me for somebody that I kind of liked, you know?
1: Yeah. Especially like when everything was going down last summer with like Black Lives Matter, the pandemic was at like a height. Like, I feel like her stories were very uplifting. Like I would go to them and, you know, I felt like she was very real and raw and very connected and in tune, but right now not so much.
0: Yeah, it felt really tone deaf from someone Mm -hmm. who I guess I was not expecting that from. No, yeah. I don't, I can't quote exactly what it was that she said, but she kind of gave this story about how when she was growing up, she wanted to be a teacher. Then her mom informed her that teachers don't make a lot of money and she wanted a certain lifestyle. So she went a different direction. And that idea of a certain lifestyle just kind of rubbed me the wrong way
1: it felt very entitled and very privileged. And let me just say, um, I, I grew up very middle class, very privileged, very, I never had to worry about food and I never had to worry about like where I was going to live. I never had any of those things. Like my family was always there for me, always provided and they worked hard. Um, and so I had a certain lifestyle that I grew up in. Um, but I still really felt called to be an educator. And I, I feel like it's more than a career. Like those of us who are in education, especially people who have stuck in there during the pandemic and who have been able to still find support from your administrators and your fellow teachers and that kind of thing. I feel like education is more of a vocation than a job. And nobody gets into it to maintain a certain lifestyle. Nobody gets into it for the money. We're, we're here for the kids like that's bottom line, you know?
0: Yeah. (sighs) And it's even, and I don't want to take away the, I love the kids part of teaching, but a lot of us chose a specialty that we teach that we're passionate about.
1: That's true. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It is fun every day to get to go into a classroom and share what you're passionate about with other people. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, So when I got my job as a teacher, I had been off on a vacation during the summer, and I was with one of my cousins, and she was super tan, and I was like, why are you so tan? And she said, well, Mm -hmm. I'm a teacher, so I'm off in the summer, so I, you know, get to go by the pool and all this, and I was working at a corporate office at the time, and that was what actually made me look into teaching. (laughs) extra time off which
1: does not actually exist
0: so then I realized when I got to my first summer off Mm -hmm. that it was not the you know resort style vacation that everyone said it was going to be and um I worked that summer I didn't work Mm -hmm. in summer school but I was a fresh new teacher and I needed to get myself together and I spent the summer doing pds and getting certified to teach AP and all this kind of stuff. So the summers were never quite as luxurious as I thought they were going to (laughs) be.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think we probably all told, like we probably get three weeks off, right? Like in quotes, like you, you're not doing anything work related, nothing like that. You're with your family, you're doing your things because- every summer and I, I commit to extra things at my school. So I am happy, happy to take this on, but we are doing like extra PDs. We're going to like avid summer training. We're doing, um, like I volunteer sometimes to teach summer school, or we do like virtual info sessions that I volunteer for in the summer about our program. So like, I feel like you, and you're always like a representative of your school. So even if you have summers off, like, it's not like you're going to be out here wiling out because everybody still knows that you're a teacher, you know, you still represent your job. Um, and for her to say that she did not become a teacher because she wants to maintain a certain lifestyle is a very problematic because a lot of districts out here are not paying teachers what they deserve and are not worried about ever paying them what they deserve. I am very fortunate that even though, you know, like teachers make less than most professionals in their, you know, degree category, my job does like gives us a raise every year. And they really work to make it as fair as possible. And they work the budget and all of that stuff. So I'm very fortunate, but saying things like you didn't want to be a teacher to maintain a certain lifestyle also like (laughs) it, I don't know, like it, it, it goes against all of the teachers who are fighting to get a fair wage and to be paid what a master's level professional deserves.
0: Yeah. And I'm thinking about it and I don't, I don't want to say that there's anything wrong with someone saying, I want a job where I'm going to make money. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. There's, there's nothing wrong with deciding I want to make a lot of money. That's okay. But it just felt belittling in some way. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and especially during the pandemic, like a a lot of teachers like have just put in so much work during the pandemic and have gone back and forth from in-person to virtual to whatever. And so many teachers have gotten sick and died during the pandemic because they've been in schools. And it just feels, it just felt, it felt honestly like a little bit of a slap in the face.
0: Yeah. And then at the bottom of her post, she said, So I'm getting to use my skill set.
1: Mm-hmm. Not a yeah. trained teacher. Dubs. Like, That's not, you don't, you,
0: you're not, <laughs> you don't like have
1: me. a, yeah, you don't have a skill set because you want to be a teacher. We undergo a lot of training.
0: Right. Wanting to be a teacher does not mean that you automatically have the skills to be one. Right. Yeah. And there's I some mean,
1: finesse to it.
0: <laughs> I, I went to school, I ended up in school for eight years to Mm -hmm. do what I do yeah and that was a long time to not make the seriously teaching is one of the only professions like what are we supposed to say like no like we are we do have these degrees that are prestigious Mm -hmm. and then we don't get paid accordingly Yeah. But
1: we do it. Well, we do it because we believe in public education because we believe in the kids because we have a passion for what we teach and because we feel a fire to be there every day. And that bottom line, like teachers will take the hit because of all of those things.
0: Yeah. But why is it so easy for the public to get upset when the lawmakers are talking about giving teachers raises? Have you ever noticed that, especially yeah. in my, in my state, it's been really rough mm-hmm. in my state because we yeah. were number 48 in the country. As far as teacher pay a few years ago, we have since gotten mm-hmm. a new governor and I think that things have improved, but yeah. when teachers are marching, yeah, you know, when they wear their red for ed and they go to the Capitol and they march and stuff like that, I've been involved in some of those and people just think that we're marching because we want more money. You know, yeah. and, and it's it's
1: not really about that. Here, here's my thought: like, let's have prisons cut off box tops and have bake sales and have car washes, and then let's fully fund education. Like, maybe yeah. let's do that instead.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, it's just, it's sad. Well, if, you yeah, it, if you yeah, if you look at
1: the sh- if you look at the money that goes into the prison system versus the money that goes into the education system. I think by flip-flopping those budgets, you could solve a lot of the problems that (laughs) that are going on.
0: Well, if we would make education more equitable across the entire Mm -hmm. country, then the crime rates would go down. Yep. I, I really do believe that, that if we will make sure that every child has the opportunity and the access to a quality education, because as long as tax brackets or whatever are determining where people go to school and what kind of resources the schools get there's always going to be schools that get the shaft true so i just i think that there's a lot of places where i believe that the teachers that work there are doing the best that they can but they're just those schools do not attract the best of the best because they don't have resources they don't have technology in their schools they don't have the things that kids need to learn. I mean, they, they struggle to get textbooks. These kids don't even, you know, the only time that some of these kids eat is when they're at school.
1: Exactly. And some of those kids just have such high needs that they're not attracting the professionals that could best support those kids because it's hard. It's exhausting. I have worked with some of the highest needs kids in my state. And I, I had to leave that job because it was emotionally taxing, you know, like, but there are professionals who could do that job who are not being recruited appropriately you know, there are a lot of factors. If we could fully fund education, so- social services and mental health services, I mean, I think would be having a step in the right direction,
0: Yeah,
1: but that's, that's my soapbox. But I will say, I feel very thankful that our executive director at my school goes to legislative meetings and like battles for us. And every year she gives us a pay raise, um, And really finds the money in that, in the budget to do that, even in hard years, like a pandemic year. um, I remember in other schools that I worked for, I would, you know, we'd be in pay freezes and crazy stuff like that, but we, we see a raise on our paycheck every year. And I'm just so thankful that the place where I work right now really respects us as professionals.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I know that there are some schools like that. I do. And I know Mm -hmm. that there are some districts that are really great to their teachers, and those districts are hard to get jobs in because people it's true. Get jobs, and then they don't leave them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like we have you know um, supportive admin, supportive coworkers, and we work from home, like none of us are leaving. <laughs> it's just not
0: going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get those jobs. And as someone who did not make it through the pandemic as a teacher, yeah. I have had to really look at my life and my quote unquote skill set and figure out like, do I want to go back into a classroom full time? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to have my own classroom again. And I think that it's not so much because I didn't love working with the kids, but more because the world just beats us down. Mm-hmm. You know, and for us to for us to say like, hey, could we have a could we have a cost of living increase this year yeah. and for the public to be like, gosh, these teachers are always trying to get more money. You know, <laughs> well, in, just- in,
1: in your, in your case, not only did you have the public and you were really like concerned about your health and safety and how you could best support your kids and that kind of thing. But you also were in an, you were in a situation where y- daily your administration was just beating you into the ground And that, I mean, at some point you have to respect your, and, you know, take care of your own mental health. So I don't think anybody blames you for leaving education in that particular situation.
0: Yeah, this was not the appropriate year for the administration to decide we're going to fix Spicer's teaching.
1: Yeah. Um, And it's not even like you were on an eval cycle.
0: No, no. So it's just, it's been really sad because I never thought I never saw myself leaving like that. And I never saw myself leaving in the middle of a a year and just leaving my mm -hmm. students.
1: Yeah. But I guess the bottom, the, the bottom line is that I don't know, like as teachers, I think we both feel some type of way about, you know, a statement like that, that felt very tone deaf during this time when, when teachers need all the support they can get, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah. And I love how we were heroes from March to May of 2020. And then as soon as school starts back in August and we were worried about our own health, now we're lazy.
1: Yeah. Well, and really amazing how fast
0: the narrative changed.
1: And just some of the responses that I've seen. I mean, I haven't commented and haven't gotten a response back or anything like that, but it seems like a copy paste response. And in that vein as well, it feels like, it almost feels like this person is like rolling their eyes about yeah. people being upset. Like why, like, are you really just going to pick at my post kind of thing and doesn't understand why it's problematic.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's sad for us as, as the host of this show, because we had her on our show and enjoyed her and I have in the past really enjoyed her content but this just kind of leaves me feeling mm, uh, not, not great. It
1: just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I mean, also like there's been accusations of like deleting comments. The post is now deleted. And I just feel like those things are bad looks. I don't know. I don't know what the right way to go is like, do you leave the post up and like let people comment? And then there's like hurtful comments down there that could bother people or be offensive. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't feel like it was handled very well.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I posted something that ended up hurting that many people. I don't know if I would leave it up either.
1: I, I don't know. I feel like the, for me, what I would do is I would leave it up and then I would make a new post maybe with the same photo, maybe not with like a revision and like You know, some kind of you know. I am listening to your comments. I see them coming in. This is also a space where you can give me feedback. It just feels like this person's not open to feedback.
0: Well, and maybe that's true. Uh, That may be true. And but for me, the your first instinct when people come for you is to remove the offensive post. And Maybe,
1: but we also watched other companies do that. And people were like, really, you're just going to, you're just going to remove that now,
0: you know, take it down. Like it didn't happen. Oh, exactly. No, I know. So I, we have been back and forth on the show about the ivory paper company and that kind of stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. the internet coming for people and, and that kind of thing. But I, I, I hate to see somebody just dragged this way. It does yeah. bother me a little, but I don't know. It's just the whole situation is, it's just sad.
1: Yeah, it is. It is sad. And I don't know It kind of, it tears open like that teacher wound that you have where you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. This is fine. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the hard stuff because I love my job. I love my coworkers. I love, you know, where I work. I'll, I'll accept the hard things, but when you see it like right there in front of you and you see how somebody I would describe as privileged is viewing public educators it does it just doesn't feel great. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because when we talk about ourselves, when teachers talk about ourselves and we talk about our issues and we laugh about things that are funny in our profession, it's one thing. But to have somebody who is just kind of a I don't know what I'd call them, like a civilian. <laughs> yeah, a civilian. <laughs> you know, like just That's a regular right. a civilian, you know, make uh-huh. comments about teaching, it just it's almost like, you know, you don't you don't get to say this stuff because you're not in it. You don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. That's, and, that, and that's it too. Like, you really don't know what it's like to be an educator until you're there. Like even people who are going to school to be teachers and that kind of thing. When I was a student teacher, I had no idea what was, what was coming.
0: No. <laughs> I had no idea. No, no. And it's weird. It's weird because you go to all these classes where they teach you, you know, pedagogy and, you know, all yeah. this, all this kind of stuff. And they put you in scenarios like, okay, if you have a student like this, you know, how would you rearrange your lesson plan? And, you know, you, you go through all of these things, hypotheticals, right, but, when you're in school. Yeah. But then when but you have actually, no idea. Yes, <laughs> when you're actually in the classroom for the first time, it's nothing like they cannot, there's no way to prepare you in college for what you're really going to experience when you are right. in your classroom.
1: And when you're lesson planning and you know your kids and you are a teacher, like I've been an educator for 10 years when you know your kids and you know like how to kind of see ahead for what's going to happen and how you can like change on the fly, that in itself is a skill. Like I didn't know how to do that when I was a student teacher. I didn't know how to have like three other lesson plans rolling around in my head and be like, okay, this isn't working. So we're going to switch to this or today I need to be funny or today I need to be sensitive or, you know, whatever is happening. Like you have to be able to it's almost like a performance. When I go into my classroom, I almost feel like I'm performing. If wow, that makes sense. I, this,
0: I always felt the same that I was okay. Now we've got to be on. Yeah. And I, as far as, having, I, and I
1: like it, I, it's not, that's not a negative. That's no, just it's great. what it is. It's
0: great. You kind of become someone else, you know, when it's mm-hmm. time to teach your class and, I, as far as having multiple lesson plans rolling around in my head, things like that, we always talk about in teaching the, you know, we talk about the data all the time we talk Mm -hmm. about spreadsheets we talk about like, you know mastery of skills and growth and all these things that you can track, you know data and numbers. But there's so much data that teachers have in their heads just from Mm -hmm. looking at their students, just from being in the room with them that can't be measured on some kind of spreadsheet that I don't even think administrators, once they've been out of the classroom long enough, recognize that we have, you know, I could look out into my classroom and tell you from any given day who was at mastery with the skills and who wasn't.
1: Exactly. Well, and yeah. And, and I could look at this year and know exactly what worked and what didn't. I actually already have my curriculum map made for next year because I know what didn't work this year. Like I was like, okay, I, now I know what I'm teaching. I'm ready to go. I'm going to sit down and make this map and take these things out, put these things back in and, and just kind of go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's impressive to me. The the amount of work that you put into the front loading of your course. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I think that teaching in a virtual environment full time, it requires that front loading. I felt Mm -hmm. like as a brick and mortar teacher, I did not have to have every handout ready at the beginning of the week and every copy made and everything. I did kind of fly by the seat of my pants some days. Mm -hmm but that did not work in the virtual environment that just Mm -mm. because the kids need access to the things. I can't just, okay, well today we're going to do this and then throw it on the board. Well, if they don't have access to the document, I've got to put it in canvas so that they can see, you know, there's just all this.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and I didn't even really know that because this is our first year in canvas. Our previous curriculum was already preloaded for the whole year. We didn't really write it. We could make modifications to it, but we didn't really write it. So this year, (laughs) I was, I was doing a little bit of that too. I was planning one week at, in a ahead. Like I had no year plan. I was one week ahead, one week ahead, just because I didn't know the nature of the beast. But yeah. this next year, <laughs> I know what's happening already for both classes or for all three classes for the whole year. Now I just got to plug in my things.
0: Well, isn't it interesting that even on this show, we were talking about this, this time last year and how your school was moving to a new platform. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Now you're almost done with your first year on the new platform, and everybody survived. Yeah, I feel like like we you did. all figured it out, and uh, well, you know.
1: and I would I would honestly expect nothing less from the team of people that I work with. I I'm so thankful that I get to work with some of the most incredible educators in my state, like no lie. Um, and our administrators are always like building courses, and they're like in the classroom sometimes subbing for people, so they're very in touch with what's going on, and I. I can't say enough wonderful things about where I work. I absolutely love it.
0: Well, I miss where I used to work. And I know that it has been lovely. Like today we're recording this on a Sunday. And I know when I go to bed tonight that I don't have to get up tomorrow and go into a job. And that is something that I am so thankful for. But that's what you need. The people that I worked with at my Mm -hmm. school were some of my best friends. Yeah. And to not have them in my life every day and to not be a part of those group chats and to not be you know, knowing what's happening in the school all the time. When my school email shut off after I resigned, I felt so lost and like, so in the void, you know? Yeah. Because for, for like a week after I left my job, I was still getting the emails from my school about the things that were going on. And it felt like, okay, I can do this quitting thing because I'm still kind of in the loop over here. But then when I was completely cut off from all the communication Mm-hmm. It was so weird, you know, because those are some of the people that I've been in my life for 10, 11 years.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you talk about with people that, yeah, we'll still get together and yeah, we'll see, we'll still see each other, but we right. haven't, we haven't seen each other. So it's just, oh, it's just so sad. It's just been such a weird year. It's just so odd and, mm-hmm. and everything. And speaking of weird, yeah, I want to talk again about the Aaron Carter yes. release. Just that's not a transition. Yeah, that That was weird. That was not a very good transition,
1: but that was that was good. I actually thought that was good.
0: Speaking of weird, um, so I am going to the Erin Condren store on Wednesday of this week in Fairfax, Virginia, and I'm planning to buy my 2021 slash 22 planners. And I had this Mm -hmm. idea that I was going to get two of the classic size, like seven by nine coil planners. And the A5 rings and one of the little A5 coiled planners, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of planners, I know. So this is a planner podcast. Don't come for me. Y'all know how we buy planners. (laughs) Yeah, we do. But the more I think about it, the less I want to commit to those two seven by nines that I was looking at. Because I have that capital chic planner from Michaels. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love the dividers. I love the layout. I love how neutral it is on the pages. I love the cover. I like that I can change the cover and put my Erin Condren covers on it. It's just so amazing, that planner. Like, I can't believe that I found it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see the need to go and buy another 7x9 planner from Erin Condren because I have that one. Right. I might want to take it off of the coil that it's on and put it on a higher quality Erin Condren coil.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
0: Yeah. And to do that, I just need to buy, you know, one of their monthlies or I could buy like an old outdated planner from Amazon. You know how you can sometimes find them on there yeah. and use the coil from one of those. And I might want to Franken plan it together with some of the other recollections layouts, because I've picked up a couple other of their layouts too. And I'm, I'm really thinking about using some of that stuff this year, but I'm really interested in the A5 coiled size because I really like that size, but then there's a B six from lights planner action that I'm really interested in too. So I just, I'm really you guys, I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to pick because I have my a five rings that I got from Hobby Lobby that I'm really enjoying too. And I have, I have a happy planner that I really like. And I just, Oh, I just, it's like how many planners can I have for somebody who doesn't have a job or have anything to do? It's just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. So I need Caitlin to tell me what to do.
1: Oh my gosh. I I like that A5. I think that it is really cute. I think that maybe that should be something that you pick up, but that only comes in the daily and the monthly or something, right?
0: It comes in, you can get an A5 um, coiled daily duo, or you can get it in the horizontal.
1: Oh, the horizontal. That's right. That's right. And you
0: know, I love horizontal.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. And the, is the A5 the same as the half letter size or similar? Is that what that is?
0: Uh, it's similar, but I don't know if it's exactly, uh, you know, I don't know. B6, A5.
1: Yeah. But that, and okay. So then there's, is there a binder still?
0: Yes. I, there and is I a heard binder. That, that was
1: expensive, like 70 something dollars.
0: Well, and they don't have it yet where you can just buy the binder refills oh got it I think and it only
1: comes in mid-century circles is that right
0: yes the, did I hear that mm-hmm. okay now I'm fine with that I don't have a problem there yeah I would imagine that everything I take home will have mid-century circles <laughs> I am just, yes. I, I'm sorry but I am not digging the other two I'm just the flora and the, that's my type or whatever I'm it not doesn't,
1: whose type is that
0: it's not <laughs> mine it's certainly not mine I feel like
1: they really missed the mark like I feel like they had a good thing going with just a different pattern every year right like maybe throwback to mid-century circles and a pattern. That's all Erin Condren (laughs) users need. They need some sort of other geometric rainbow pattern.
0: Yeah. And I really don't like that there's no neutral option for the mid-century circles. I would like to have seen a mid-century circles neutral and a mid-century circles colorful. Because the only one that comes in neutral and colorful is that that's my type. And I don't know what that is. So... I have not had time to watch all the YouTube videos, but I'm going to try to get my hands on a YouTube video that has a horizontal A5 coiled because I'd okay. like to see the inside of that.
1: Did Chloe put up, I know I always try to support Chloe. <laughs> Did she put up anything that, that you wanted to see?
0: I don't know. Maybe. Let me, let me go look. I, I okay. need to, I just need to take the time to look at, look at the influencers and figure out. Yeah
1: who got what
0: yes who got what and there was one year during launch where somebody puts in there it might have actually been lakin now that i'm thinking of it um where somebody put in their instagram like the links to all the different kinds of planners that were coming out and which influencers had them
1: oh yeah okay it could Uh
0: have been nine i can't remember now who it was because back when back when layers released last Mm -hmm. year that was prior to the black lives matter stuff and the graduation yeah. stuff that happened to you know with Aaron condren so that was
1: yeah
0: the influencers last year were all still involved and you know right uh, so i i don't i don't things. know what's going to happen i know i'm going to pick up some of the accessories and some of the sticker books and i'll probably get some more pens and that kind of thing and i don't yeah. love the new pens. they have a new kind of pen.
1: With the like thing that goes inside, is that right? That you like take them all.
0: Oh, they have those too. And I did not get those. I just, a dual tip marker is all I need. Oh, mm -hmm. and I just, I have so many packs of dual tip markers in my house, like boxes of them. I just, I I don't need any more, but every time I go to an Erin Condren store or every time I place an order on the website, I buy like three more black pens. (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course you do
0: they're my favorite so yeah I, I just I stock up on them and every time I turn around in my house there's a black Erin Condren dual tip marker somewhere like, yes there's almost always one within my like my line of sight of course <laughs> find one so I'm excited to go I'm excited to see Todd I have a hotel that has an indoor pool and a hot tub so I'm bringing my bathing suits and I'm going to take a swim and I'm excited for that and I, I don't know, I'm going to probably go into DC the next day um, after I'll probably go into DC and do a little, maybe do a little shopping at some of the special stores Ooh. in DC that we don't have here in North Carolina. Look at you. And yeah, so I'm, I'm planning this trip for myself and I'm excited and it'll be nice to see a friend, a planner friend.
1: Yeah. Whatever I end gosh. up
0: bringing home from Erin Condren, I don't know. I'm going to have to sit down with all of the different planners that I have when the new, when it's time to like start planners in July and really figure out what, what I'm going to use.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have stacks of planners
0: over here as well
1: (laughs) and they just keep putting out more and I have no idea. I have no idea.
0: I know it's, it's tough, but Again, this is like another first world problem. Like, oh, I've got too many planners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but
1: we all, but that's our jam. Like that's why we're, that's why we have a podcast because we all have too many planners.
0: (laughs) Yes, and we don't know what to do with them. And when I make this plea to the listeners, like, what am I supposed to use? People always come back with, well, you could do this or you could do that. And Then they tell me of different brands that I don't know about. And I'm like, stop, that's just contributing to the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't send me pictures of a different planner that I haven't already thought of because that, I keep coming across the B6 lights planner action coiled planner. And it's so cute. But then I'm like, if I get it in a B6 size then none of my covers that I can get from Aaron Connor will fit it. Yeah, so, that's just, true. Oh, I just don't know what to do. I just
1: <laughs> It's hard out here in these planner streets. I, don't know.
0: I just need to go to bed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, Leanne's fading. Leanne is fading. <laughs> We're losing her. We're losing her, you
0: guys. So tell us about the Be Happy Box that's coming, because we have more information about it now than we did when we recorded we the mini-sode. So, and wow. it's
1: live. That thing is live right now, live yeah. in... It It is. Yeah. went live at 6 a.m. my time this morning.
0: Did you buy one? I did. Yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. All right. We'll talk about it. Tell us what's in it.
1: Okay. So I like some things. I don't like some other things. So some things that I like the sticker book in there, beautiful. Love that here for it. And there's a gorgeous tote bag. And I don't think I could have enough tote bags. So I'm here for it. The planner, like the cover is pretty. I like it. I don't understand the dated gardening planner. And if you all out there have a planner for your garden, that's great. I just don't think that I could dedicate an entire planner to my garden. I don't think that there are enough things that I have going on. And there really is like only one time of year where you're doing like the bulk of your gardening stuff, you know. Yeah. Unless you have a greenhouse, um, but then you're a whole other level of <laughs> a whole other level of gardener that I am just not. Um, and then okay, so they put these. Marble discs in there. They're pretty. They're like a tealy, foresty green, like a deep green color. Really pretty. But they hyped up these discs on the live. Yeah, they did. And in my personal opinion, don't come for me if you are a pla- Well, it's fine. Like we, we can agree to disagree. Um, if you like plastic discs, that's cool. That's fine. I just think for the amount of money that they're charging for a happy, be happy box. The discs every time should be metal. That's just just what I think. And they should have been a gorgeous metal copper that would have matched with the color palette. Don't have those yet. We all need them for our ombre (laughs) metal disc setup. It's the only one we're missing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And if these, if they had released, now they have had green discs in the past. Green. They haven't.
1: Yeah, but they're not like, I don't know. They're they're bright green.
0: Yes. This would have been, seriously, this would have been a home run if they had done those green discs in metal.
1: It's true. I don't think they could have marbled them on metal. I don't know how that would have
0: worked. I don't, I don't need know. the marble because that green is so pretty that it would have, if those, if those discs had been metal, I would have already purchased this.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's possible to make metal discs in other colors because I see other companies out here doing it. Hint, hint, Happy Planner. I've seen it we know that they exist. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I didn't really, I didn't really care for those. So I'll probably be selling those on Mercari <laughs> to be honest. Like I don't want them. And then the decal stickers. I know that some people out here are really into decorating their water bottle and their laptop and whatever with those decal stickers. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't even like them a little bit. Like I don't like them at all.
0: Well, the washi oh. is pretty. The washi is really pretty. Oh, and that, yeah. Yeah. That's and the it's, only other thing. Yeah, it's my favorite size like. washi. I love that size. Um yes, but
1: I don't I'm not really a washi user. So it's No, you're not. not
0: you're definitely not. I, I try to no. stick I, I use the faux washi. You know the washi that comes in the sticker books
1: yeah oh yeah that's what i do too it's
0: mm-hmm. the use only this, one i use but for me it's like i buy all this washi and then i put it away and then i don't remember to get it out I or I I i've been
1: thinking about buying a, a roll of simply gilded because i never have but everybody keeps saying don't do it because then you will be a washi user
0: well it didn't happen to me i did not get a, I, I i use i have a lot of simply Gilded washi and i do mm-hmm. like it because i've always loved bows i just do i think that's so cute I, I love i love the bows on the on their washi and some of their washi obviously doesn't have bows they have other designs and things mm-hmm. but i i have a lot of their washi and i do like it it's just it's almost like it's almost like it's for people who are left-handed it's like the way the print <laughs> is versus where the yeah. the, the tape starts it's, it doesn't go in the direction that it's harder for me to use it because it doesn't go in the Mm. right direction for me. I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but it's just interesting. Yeah, It's strange. So yeah, back to this, be happy box. I like the decals. Mm -hmm. I don't need one that says plants are friends because really I don't. (laughs) You don't agree well with plants. No. Um, (laughs) But The bloom baby bloom decal is super cute. It's a cute sticker book. um, And it's pretty washy. I, I, the tote bag is fine. It says botany plants lately.
1: It's cute.
0: Yeah. It's cute, but, um, it's a no for me. I'm probably going to skip this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I, I do not see the $80 value. I don't see it. And you guys know, I love happy planner. So I don't know. I really, I'm just here for that sticker book. (laughs) That's all all I really want. Like everything else I could take it or leave it.
0: And because happy planner has never released a like full on daily planner. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they release the be happy boxes, there'll be daily sheets. Yeah. Cute ones like cute daily sheets. And that's, I think pretty nice. I don't know what's on these, this filler paper. I can't tell. It just says top priorities and something else. I don't know. Oh, I thought
1: somebody said it was an undated vertical planner. I haven't looked that closely.
0: Oh, I'm looking at the filler paper, not the planner. Oh, the
1: filler paper. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Got you.
0: I can't tell what the planner is. I've looked at these pictures. Yeah. It doesn't look to have dates on it. I love how the picture that they have on the website is like all, um, decorated. Like it's a, it's a spread that's decorated, but they didn't put the date yeah. on the top.
1: <laughs> it was a for the Graham spread.
0: Yeah. But it's cute. I mean, it's not the way I would use washi, but I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, there has been some controversy about that spread. People are, people are talking about that
0: spread too. <laughs> <laughs> so like, who uh, made that? Yeah. Well, um, speaking of gardening, this is not at all the same. Mother's Day is coming up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes these moms like to garden. My mom does like to garden.
0: <laughs> and um, yeah, we thought we would take a few minutes and discuss Joyce and Bonnie. Joyce is my mom. Yeah. And Bonnie is Caitlin's. And um, she
1: is it,
0: (laughs) she is it. And uh, (laughs) so my mom, my mom is one of those moms who she, she supports me like in Mm -hmm. all of my choices and she supports me and she's, you know, stood back and let me blossom and be my own person and everything. But she will occasionally throw in like a jab
1: Oh yeah, that steaming hot side of guilt.
0: Yes, like there'll be just a jab. Like I don't, I don't know if she does it on purpose. So the other day she was helping me hang up some laundry, and she pulled a dress out of the dryer and she said, "What is this? This looks like you were trying to be a, like Mary Magdalene in a play of church." <laughs> no, and, so, and I was like, "That is such a specific comment about a garment." <laughs> Um, but now I can't look at the dress the same way (laughs) why do they
1: do that sometimes they just ruin things yeah
0: I really liked that dress and I wore it with a white cardigan and my sandals and it was super cute and summery and yes it's linen it's 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 almost I think it's because the edges aren't finished it's one of those dresses that's like the bottom of it is kind of um frayed
1: yeah uh uh-huh
0: and it's not burlap but it's linen (laughs) so it feels kind of raw the material yeah and I i don't know thinking about it now the colors are I guess they're kind of I don't know biblical <laughs> biblical oh jeez. but she was like what is this this is like a costume for a play at church <laughs> I was like it's just a dress <laughs>
1: it's just drive. get dress. out of my laundry room
0: get out of here like go no. like you wanted to come over here and help me with this and now you're gonna pull out each item and critique it yeah so it's just oh, it's just funny to me, because if you remember, if if you guys are friends watchers, the way Monica's mom would you <laughs> yes. know, would just take little jabs at her and talk about her hair and you know, and her oh, weight you, yeah. you pulled a Monica and you know, all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Like my mom is not that that severe, but every once in a while she'll make a comment and I'm just like, Oh, that's stung. Yeah.
1: You know? And I I love my mother. I feel like I have to see that. For- but I will say she is a Sagittarius and I am a Leo. <laughs> um, And so sometimes we can, with our big personalities, uh, we can uh, butt heads a little bit <laughs> sometimes.
0: So I'm assuming Leo and Sagittarius must not be compatible.
1: Well, I don't know about all that, but I know that they're big, big time like out there their personalities both of them well um yeah like we're both we're both I would describe us both as alphas who had to live in the same house together
0: yeah (laughs) for a long time that can be tough yeah Yeah. and you know (laughs) I have heard that Aries which is what I am is extremely compatible with Sagittarius
1: oh so you can you can hang out with my mom you'll be fine
0: yes because all of my life, like when I was in middle school and in high school, one of my best friends mm-hmm. was a Sagittarius. And we always used to say, well, of course we're best friends because you know, this is our, our sign. Yeah. Our compatible. <laughs> yeah. um, but my mom is a Pisces. Okay. And I'm an Aries and everyone in my life, except for my daughter is a Pisces. My dad's a Pisces. My son's a mm-hmm. Pisces. Andy is a Pisces. It's like, there's all this water around me all the time. And as a fire <laughs> sign, it's not working. It just, yeah, and we're getting like way on the zodiac right now. We probably, shouldn't. yeah. But- well, yeah,
1: and Delilah is a um a Scorpio, so those are all
0: like the top. Like if you want
1: problems, you go to the Sagittarius, the Leo, or the Scorpio.
0: Yes, that's that's where the <laughs> drama is. And it's see, true with me as an Aries, I am a leader, but I don't finish what I start.
1: Yeah, and, and- I will just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're very communicative. Like you're very yeah. good at communicating. I'm. I'm more kind of like keep my feelings to myself, and <laughs> I don't. I don't do a good job in communicating my feelings to my mother because sometimes mm. she'll say things to me, and I'll be like, you know, like you're. You've been super supportive of me my whole life, but these little comments that you make are are rough on me. Um, yeah. But my mother is the kindest woman yes in the world I mean she I
1: would say yes I would also say that like my mom okay so she is a gift giver Mm. she loves to give gifts like she's thinking about this next Christmas probably right now she's probably already buying things for people like she'll be out doing her little errands and she'll be like oh this would be perfect for for Caitlin and Brian or Delilah with love is she'll like save it down in her basement (laughs) or like she'll she'll see something that's on Sale, like she knows that we only eat organic food here. And so she'll like see all the markdown chicken that we can put in our freezer and <laughs> grab all of it and then be like, here, here's this. So she she is a very giving person, even though we definitely butt heads. And she is somebody that I know no matter the argument that we have, even if we're not speaking for a couple of days, she will always be my mom and we will always come back together.
0: Yeah, and Caitlin has had some mama drama. Which is Um, fine. I mean, that happens
1: when you're trying to leave your original home and then cleave to your partner. Like, I feel like that happens, you know, it's it's part of the thing.
0: And she has shared with me some of the, you know, some of the drama, but it always does feel like she loves you and she's like, wants your best. Like she, she wants the best for you. Like she's her, her way of, you know, giving you her opinion on things may not be mm-hmm. your favorite, but I, right. I, I don't know. Like it doesn't, There, she doesn't seem malicious, I guess. No. Well, and
1: like, I, I feel like I came to this realization a couple of years ago, which was hard for me because I feel like when you're a kid or even as a young adult, you know that you you feel like your parents are like invincible. They're like this perfect person. And I had to come to terms with the fact that my mom was a flawed human and that she still is going through like a, some of her own trauma from her yeah. own life, and some of that got displaced onto me when I was a kid, and that's not her fault. Um, but I just had to kind of realize that, but like, yeah, like she's not this perfect person, and I, I see her cry more than I think I ever have as she's gotten older, and I just had to kind of realize that, and that I think has helped our relationship a lot,
0: yeah. And I think that as you know, since you and I, we are both mothers of girls as well. Mm -hmm. I almost have some sympathy for my mom Yeah, in that she raised me and (laughs) some of the stuff that she went through with me, it's like, I'm going through it now with my own.
1: Well, and I'm the opposite. Like when I was younger, I was very quiet and very timid. And I was almost like a doormat. Like I just really did not like conflict at all. And I think that was, because I had undiagnosed anxiety as a kid. And I was like, I just don't like how this feels. Okay, you can have your way, it's fine. And so everybody always saw me as this like gentle, quiet human being who would just kind of like go with the flow. But in reality, that's not really my personality. And as I've gotten older, that's blossomed more. I think that that has been hard for her to hear me have a voice and not just kind of go with the flow.
0: Yeah, and there are times I think that when my own relationship with my mom I really want for her to like me, like for like, as I am, you know, I know that she Mm -hmm. loves me. I know how she feels about me. I have children too. I know that she loves me. Of course she does. But I want for her to want to hang out with me. You know, I want for her to enjoy being around me and I haven't really made that easy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because I unload on her the way I don't with other people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I look at the life that I have right now and the crisis that I feel like I've been in for the past year and this change of life. And, you know, at this point, you know, the listeners will say, okay, so you've been with this new guy for like 10 months. Like this is your life now. Like we're, we're kind yeah. of settled here. So it's time <laughs> to stop talking about the changing because, but it does still feel so new. You know, when you're, mm-hmm. when you're with someone for 15, well, I guess it was 17 years that I was with Andy. Yeah. It's just, it the change is slow and it feels so mom comes over sometimes expecting to help me, you know, organize the kitchen or pack up some dishes or, you know, do a a thing around the house. And then we sit on the couch and cry for three hours.
1: Yeah. But also why do they feel like they can only come over when there's like something to do? My mom does that too. She's like, okay, so what project are we working on? Are we going to organize the laundry room? Are we going to do the pantry? And I was like, well, maybe you could like come over and have tea sandwiches with me. (laughs) Just come over and watch a movie.
0: Yeah. I, I, I never, sometimes I say to my mom, why don't you just come over and sit on the couch and have a glass of wine?
1: Yeah. No, my mom could never do that.
0: We don't need to clean out a closet. Um, But then there are days that she's coming over with a project in mind and I'll text her ahead of time and say, look, I'm really going through it today. So we'll probably just sit and talk. And she's just like, Oh, but I feel bad because she is, my mother is 66. She is retired. Mm-hmm. Her husband yeah. is retired. They want to travel. They want to do things, but then here's Leanne still in crisis. We got to take care <laughs> of her. And I'm just like, Oh, I just, I don't want to put it at my mom's feet anymore. I I want for her. Yeah. I know that you're when you're a mom, you're never done.
1: Right. Like but you kind of have, you do need to like chill a little yes, bit.
0: Yes. And I I don't want to it's like I don't want to. I don't want to constantly still need for her to be mothering me.
1: Exactly, and my mom says the same thing. She's like, sometimes even now, you still need the mothering, and I'm like, that's not how this works.
0: I'm like, I don't. But I don't. <laughs> I don't accept that because I don't want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be a burden on her. And she well, was- and I I just
1: don't want to be mothered. Like I I was under the impression that like I mean sure like she's always going to see me as her kid or whatever, but like. I was under the impression that our relationship was going to turn more into like friends as we got older. Like I thought we were going to be like having glasses of wine and watching our soaps. Like that's what I thought was going to
0: happen. Like, I don't need for you to remind me, mom, that my kids need jackets.
1: Yeah. But I have heard a lot of other like millennial age. So like 30 to 40 age women, like their moms are very similar to that. So I wonder if there was something that they needed from their parents that they didn't get that they feel like they're still trying to give to us.
0: Well, maybe so. And my dad, and I know we're not talking about dads today, but but my mom is always advocating for him because Mm -hmm. she's the one that I call to come over and help me with things. She's the one that comes over to the house while the kids are doing their schoolwork. And she kind of helps us out with the homeschool stuff. And, you know, my dad really wants to still feel needed. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have not asked them for anything in years. Yeah. You know, like I haven't needed any money. I haven't needed any help with anything. I mean, if, if something breaks in the house, I call somebody to come fix it. Uh, Andy left and I needed the lawn done. So I found somebody to do the lawn. You know, Mm -hmm. like I, 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 my mom and dad still want to feel like I need them.
1: Yeah. I feel like that too. Yeah. And
0: you know, I'm not saying that I don't want to need them or that I don't need them, but then when I, when my mom is there for me in the capacity that I need her, I feel guilty about it.
1: Yeah. Well, when I are, Do you have any siblings?
0: No, I'm an only child.
1: Oh snap. Okay. So my brother has always been, I don't know, not the black sheep necessarily, but he doesn't like, if you think I don't like people, like he's like next level, doesn't like people. And so he like never really came around to like family events very much and that kind of thing. And then here's me like every single time. And I don't know if it's because I have the grandkids or whatever, but like every single time, the expectation is that I'm going to be at the family event every time. And if I miss one, it's like, oh no, like we're not speaking for a week, but then like my brother doesn't come to any of them. I I just don't get it. Yeah. I feel like,
0: like... yeah, you just told my life story because my family, my mom and dad and I, Mm -hmm. we have shown up for every Thanksgiving, every family reunion, every family Christmas that anybody has had on any side of the family. Mm -hmm. And there's always every year at Christmas or Thanksgiving, somebody's family is missing because they couldn't make it or they couldn't get there. And I'm talking about like uncles, cousins, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. When we all get together as a group, Well, as I got older and I got married and I had my own family, I had to tell my mom, I was like, look, we're not going to make it to every Thanksgiving because I have a husband and he's got family too. Like we have to, we've got to alternate. (laughs) And, you know, in hearing that I might not be at Thanksgiving one year, my mom was like, what do you mean? You're not going to be at Thanksgiving. You've always been at Thanksgiving. I'm like, yeah, you've always (laughs) taken me to Thanksgiving, (laughs) but I'm a grown up now and I have to do something else. Like
1: sometimes I I feel like that Yeah. Yeah. That transition is hard for, for our It is. It's
0: hard, especially when you have to say, well, okay, so this side of the family didn't show up last year and nobody was mad. So why (laughs) are they going to be mad if I'm not there one year?
1: Well, and I don't think it helps that like both of us live like five minutes away from our parents. Like I kind of like looking back, feel like I should have moved farther away. Not because I don't want to be close to my parents, but because I don't know. Like, I'm not very religious, but the one thing that I take from church is that like the leave and cleave. So you're supposed to leave your family and then cleave to your partner. And I don't always feel like that happened, especially early in our marriage. Like, I feel like I was still going to my family for things when I should have been like leaning on my husband, that's a whole other podcast, but anyway, so I feel like maybe I should have moved a little bit further away, but we, it is what it is. We're here now.
0: Yeah. I, that's hard for me to determine because I am four miles down the road from my parents. Yeah. And there have been times when that was such a blessing, you know, to be that close to them. And then there are times when it feels like we might as well be next door neighbors. Like you can't just pop in. Like you can't just say, Oh, I need to come pick this up. I've got the key to your house. I'm going to go in. I'm like, no, you can't. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I took her key years ago. Though,
0: for can't. real. <laughs> you cannot just go inside the house when I'm not home. Unless yeah. I've asked you to for a specific right. purpose.
1: Or unless you're the Amazon delivery guy and I've set that up with you with my Amazon door lock.
0: Yes, it would be nice if Amazon would just bring the packages straight to me on the couch. That would be great.
1: Cool. They can they can actually if you get that Amazon door lock, they <laughs> sure can.
0: But I I I do I feel for my mom because yeah. she is at a certain age and she should be enjoying her retirement and her, right. you know, second half of life instead of yeah. coming over here and cleaning up my mess and you know well yeah and i
1: i feel like my my mom's mind is very sharp and she is a busy person like she's never been a person that could like sit down and watch a movie even even when we were younger like she if she sat down in her chair she was going to fall asleep while the rest of us watched a movie because she had been going all day. Mm-hmm. And that's just been her personality. She's just go, 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 go. And so now as she's getting older, like she's got some back problems and I think she's got arthritis and I, I see her walking like an old woman. Um, I think that's really hard for her because her mind still has all of these plans and all of these things that she wants to get accomplished, but she just, I don't think she can anymore
0: yeah and you know my mom is kind of dealing with the same thing when I was pregnant with Daniel she fell off a ladder and broke her leg Mm -hmm. and it was it was horrendous like this was the most horrible I think this is one of the scariest things that's ever happened to my family Um, Mm -hmm. because she was painting really really high up in her bedroom she's got one of those bedrooms that has those vaulted ceilings and it's like yeah and um, she had the ladder propped up against the wall and she was painting and the ladder fell oh no was she by herself the ground no my dad was there okay but he wasn't behind her on the ladder spotting her because they had been doing this all day and it was fine so and
1: she's probably like waving him away like i have this i'm fine
0: and then the ladder like slid all the way down the wall onto the ground and she broke Uh, that that bone in your leg that's like the biggest one
1: mm -hmm.
0: what is it the femur
1: the top one or the bottom one
0: it was Where, the top. She broke closer the, to your hip the, or the closer to bone. your ankle? Yeah, the thighs. thigh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there's two bones in your thigh, and yeah. she broke them both like in half. Oh my gosh. And she said it was the worst pain she's ever felt. It was worse than childbirth. It was worse than everything. And when they set her leg, she passed out. The pain was so mm. bad. Yeah, because they got to like
1: re break it. Yes.
0: So they had to put this weird metal plate in there and her leg has never been the same. And my mom Mm -hmm. was one of those women who, you know, she would, she would walk outside of the neighborhood five miles a day. She went hiking in mountains all over the world. Um, you know, she travels to countries where you walk instead of, instead of ride, you know, she, Mm -hmm. she's a, she's a walker, she's, she's a mover. And she has been kind of stunted by this leg situation because, I mean, there was one time that she went on a trip with her friend, Karen, and she had to take a cane with her because she knew that her leg might start acting up and she might need it. And yeah. that's just so sad to see her. And it's hard, you know, it's hard it to is, see your yeah. parents start to get old.
1: Well, and for me, like my mom's getting real angry about it. And that has been really hard for me because sometimes she'll say some things to me that I know is not about me but it's like real, it's like real mean. And I'm like, Oh, you must not be feeling good today. And I worry about that as she continues to get older. I don't, I honestly do not think I can care for her as she gets older because she's just going to keep getting mean. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think that's going to be a good time. And I don't know, like, but I also don't want to like just drop her off at home. My cousin, Rachel, However, we were, like, basically raised as sisters. Um, Our moms are, like, super close. My Aunt Blythe, who is Rachel's mom, um, (laughs) is, like, again, like, five miles down the road. We're all in, like, kind of a circle. Um, And so (laughs) Rachel is, like, a medical professional. Like, she has a couple of jobs in the medical profession. I was like, your job is to take care of both Blythe and Bonnie as they age, and I'll pay you.
0: (laughs) See, that's a, that's a great setup though, because yeah. you feel like that you can trust her.
1: Well, she's, mom... she's, she's spicy. Rachel is spicy. She's a redhead she and she doesn't, she doesn't yeah, does take sass from anybody. <laughs> and she works with, like, she works with people in hospitals. So like, I'm sure they've like spit on her like tried to punch her. Like, so she knows how people are in hospitals. And yeah. so these, these old ladies don't know what's coming for them.
0: Well, one of the I want to say the sweetest things that I've ever seen in my life is the way my mother cared for her mother when she was sick Mm -hmm. and my grandmother died when she was 92. Okay. She lived a pretty long life and her mind was sharp all the way up until the last day. Uh And she was one of those women who did not want to be taken care of, but was super, she was, my grandmother was very kind too. Yeah. Like my mother and watching them as my grandmother deteriorated my mother's job like in life for years was to be there for her mother
1: yeah exactly same yes
0: and as long as her mother was alive and might need her she could not commit to certain things she you know she she always was driving down to her mom's if her mom got sick and needed to go to the hospital or needed to go to the doctor or for like eye doctor's appointments and just yeah. Right. Just same. Like my mom did such a great job taking care of her mother. I want to give my mom the same. I really do. And my mom Ooh. is not mean when she's,
1: Yeah. you know, she nope. doesn't have
0: that. But I, I feel at when my grandmother died, I had this moment of selfishness that so I was like, yes, my mom is my own now.
1: Oh, but it's like a different it's when, because my mom's mom has also passed. Um, and she, followed the same patho that my mom is on. Like she got meaner and meaner and meaner. Like we still saw moments when she was sweet, but anytime she was in pain, which is, it's a thing, right? Like you don't feel good. You don't want to be nice. I could see myself being the same way. Yeah, me too. But I saw my mom basically get abused by granny Carrie until she died. Um, But like when, when
0: their mom dies,
1: it's almost like you get this like shell, Right, leftover. There's like a piece missing of them yeah. when their mom dies.
0: Yes, yes. And I try to talk about my grandmother with my mom because I, I yeah. want to remember <clears> her. And
1: anytime mom, we do that, it's crying. Like it constant. Crying. It, yeah. I can't
0: even. I can't mention anything. Like I can't yeah. say, "Oh, I came across this the other day, and it was Gigi's." And she's just, yeah. "Oh, it's just." So, uh, you know, I That's also hard. feel like my mother took care of her mom for like the last ten years. Mm -hmm. and I don't need for her to have to come and take care of me like I don't exactly I'm like this is what my friends are for like I will load it unload it all on Caitlin and Christine because I don't want (laughs) to give it to my mom yeah she took care of me for all those years when I needed for her to take care of me physically like as a child so now it just seems like her job needs to be done her mother has passed her 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 only child is grown Mm -hmm. she should be in like the this should be like the prime time for her
1: Exactly. So I do
0: feel some guilt when she, but she's so great about it. And she has given me mm-hmm. so much wisdom. And she said so many things that made sense. And I just couldn't yeah. have gotten through this without her. Totally. And I need to do better on mother's day. I do. I really need to, I don't, I don't go all out for mother's day. Sometimes I don't know
1: what to buy her. My mom is the woman that has everything. And if she doesn't like it, she will exchange it. Like she is that person. And so I don't even know like what to get her. Like, I feel like, do I get you flowers? I know you like those. I I just, I don't, she's the woman that I cannot buy for, but with everything that we've talked about, I do have to say that she is like my rock. She again is someone that I know will always be there for me. Um, I don't know she's just, she's just my mom and I am happy to have her.
0: Yeah. I'm happy to have mine too. And as much as I feel I felt a lot of guilt lately about how much I've been putting on the people in my life emotionally, just with, and when you're a mom, you don't set the same kind of boundaries as you do with your friends, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, there can be times when, you know, you Caitlin might need to like, just ignore me for a little while because you just can't handle my, my mess or whatever, but like my mom (laughs) doesn't never
1: happen.
0: I know, but like you could, like, if you needed to take a step back from that, like I would understand that boundary, but like moms don't set those boundaries with their kids, you know, like moms are there for them. And I just, I have to give it to her that she, she has, she has listened to me cry more this year than she ever has. And she has just, she's taken it like a champ. Let me just put it. See,
1: and I, I'm totally the opposite with my mom. Like, I feel like I used to talk about my relationship with her, but I, I honestly feel like that like gave her a bad taste in her mouth about, about my husband. Like, I feel like that is, has kind of damaged their relationship. And like, when we were going through a hard time, like I went to her house and like, I stayed there for a day or two. And so like, I feel like she still holds on to some of that stuff and so I just, anytime, anytime we're having a fight, like I keep it between us. That's, that's just how I do it now.
0: Yeah. And I was the same way when, um, like in the middle of my marriage, whenever there was mm-hmm. something that I would complain about, I would complain about it to somebody else. I never wanted yeah. for my mom to hear me say anything negative about Andy. So then when we split up, she was surprised.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I remember that
0: Yeah, because I had never, I had never hinted that there was anything going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had friends that were like, well, yeah, like we saw this coming. Like this was like, how <laughs> yeah. were miserable. He was like, this was definitely coming, but my mom did not know. So she mm-hmm. has been so good about like, okay, this is what we're doing now. She's like, I'm going to support you if you decide to stay. And I'm going to support you if you decide to go. Mm hmm. And she's just been 100% we'll figure this out. And right there next to me. So just happy Mother's Day to Joyce and Bonnie. We love you. Yes. And, um, you know, we are both raising daughters too. So we're going to get it all back from what we gave you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, boy, are we. And
0: I, I will have to say,
1: I was the nice one. I was the good kid. I followed the rules. Like I said, I was very quiet. I was easy, I think, to parent. And look what I got over here. I got Miss Independent with with a spicy attitude. So I noted, I got it.
0: I know my mom's always telling me, she said, she'll look at Hannah and she'll say, you know, I never was one of those moms that said, I hope you have a child that's just like you, but you you, you got it. You got one just like you.
1: I didn't. I got the opposite of me.
0: (laughs) Well, and see, Daniel is the opposite of me, but Hannah and I are just alike. So mom's watching this just like, mm-hmm I'm, yeah. It. yeah so and then this is a really interesting place to transition over to this because a lot right. of times girls um go through phases where they want this stuff like i'm taking hannah today to have her ears pierced Ooh. And she's nervous and she's excited. But I remember when mom took me to get my ears pierced. I got my ears pierced for the first time when I was three. And then when I got my second hole, I was 13. Mom was like, that second Mm -hmm. hole, you have to wait till you're 13. And she took me both (laughs) times. She took me both times when I got, and then when I got my cartilage pierced, she was right there with me. Like she was there for all of my piercing things. And she was also the first person to know that I got a tattoo the first time.
1: Ooh, that's spicy.
0: Yes. Even after my father had said, if you get a tattoo, I will not pay for your college. My parents
1: said the same thing and then they totally
0: lied, but I hid mine. I hid mine for so long. Well, I showed mine to my mother like immediately. And then when my dad saw it one day, I was like at a family reunion, picking up somebody's child. And you know, I had a tattoo on my back like you do when, when
1: you're eight yeah I have one too
0: and um you know he saw it and when he said something to my mom about it she had to confess that she had known about it for like six months oh no and then he was more mad that she knew about it and didn't tell him Oh, and it's funny because now when I think about my own children them getting tattoos is not going to be a big deal to me
1: no which makes my kids like not want them at all
0: yeah. Like, I don't care. Like get, I don't care what you tat- tattoo yourself. If you want to. Tattoo I
1: your face. I don't care. Yeah.
0: I don't care. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is one of those things that I, that's not a hill that I'm going to die on.
1: Right. I've tried to like guide them. Or, or, well, not Harrison, but Delilah, Harrison's five. Like he probably wants to draw a marker all over his face anyway. But, um, Delilah, I'm like, dude, if you want to get a tattoo, like maybe, I don't know, draw it on your skin every day for a year and see if you like it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to get her to think about it before she makes, makes an impulse decision like I did and just walks into the tattoo shop and is like, yeah, put three stars on my hip. That'd be fine. (laughs) Like, let's just do this.
0: Well, I think that it's it's important to guide them and say don't get a tattoo off the wall on the in the tattoo parlor like don't be like me <laughs> yes because that's what I did with my first one like me I, too <laughs> I was with a huge group of people from college and we were all like hey let's go get tattoos and like five of us got tattoos <laughs> that day and yes. I had never thought about it I had no idea what I wanted and I just walked in and started flipping through that thing on the wall <laughs> and that tattoo means nothing to me I've had a lot of stuff added onto it now to yeah. make it more manageable. But at the time, so I mean, I guess you could technically say that I have three tattoos. I have been tattooed three times.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have four tattoos
0: because the tattoo that I got, what do they call it? Like a tramp stamp when I got that uh-huh. when I was 18. Um, yes. It was just a little flower on like the uh-huh. of my back. And later I had all of these leaves added to it. Mm hmm. And it's really pretty and I love it and it kind of like works perfectly with the shape of my body and you know men are kind of always surprised by it when when, when I you know when they see it and um I I love it now and I don't regret it I don't have any regrets um about it I have friends that have tattoos that they wish that they didn't have
1: Yeah. I think I like all of mine. So I have those three stars on my hip, which I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. (laughs) Um, and then I have a bar of like musical notes on my lower back because I used to play the piano. It's weird. Now I went to try to play recently and it's like, I forgot how to read music. It's very weird, but I played for a really long time. So I have that on my lower back. And then I have a lily on my left shoulder um, which was, which is my favorite flower and my best friend or one of my best friends was killed in Iraq and he used to bring me lilies on my birthday every year. And so Whoa. that's kind of like a memorial for him. And then I have a wedding band tattoo as well. So with Brian's initials and a little diamond in the middle. So oh my, my, I remember that my that tattoo collection. I remember. Yeah. I think I want to change. Like I want to, because the lily is like kind of fading and the, it's not as dark as it used to be. And I actually want to add on to it and I want to turn it into a half sleeve with all of the flowers for my wedding bouquet.
0: Oh, that would be so cool.
1: Mm -hmm. That's that's my next, that's like my tattoo project that I'm kind of like thinking about.
0: Oh, that would be so cool. So my friend Michelle has this floral tattoo that kind of wraps around her arm. Mm -hmm. So there's some parts of her arm that are not tattooed. So it literally is like a and it is so beautiful. And like in her wedding pictures. She yeah. Wore, so she, wore, um, she wore a dress that you could see all of her tattoos. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember mom saying to me, okay, well, if you're going to get tattoos, just try to get them in places where you can't see them in your wedding dress.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, And that was mine too. And mine was showing my wedding dress and my mom hates those pictures still to this day.
0: And see, I feel like I love to look at brides that are tattooed.
1: Yeah. And I love, I love the pictures of my Lily tattoo in my wedding gown. I love it.
0: Well, and see you loving it. That's what's most important because it's, I feel like that that generation that our parents are in is like, okay, well, if you're going to get a tattoo, just make sure that you can hide it under all your clothes at all times.
1: I should have got a face tattoo. That's what I should have done. Yeah.
0: Just make sure it's not visible. Yeah. Um, And I kind of subscribed to that for a long time when Andy was getting tattooed a lot. I was like, well, just make sure that when you wear a business suit that nobody can see him. Um, And now he's got them like on his forearms. And when the other tattoo that I have is on the back of my neck
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it is, so Charlotte is called the queen city.
1: Oh yeah. Cool.
0: And because there was a queen Charlotte at some point, and that's kind of what we're named after. So the crown, the Charlotte crown is on everything in Charlotte. Like it's on the sides of the road. It's on the bridges. It's on the trash cans. It's on, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. the this, this Charlotte symbol has been a part of my life, my whole life. I was born and raised right. here. And there's not very many people who are native Charlotteans.
1: That's how Portland is. And Portland is the Rose city. So there's roses on everything. Oh,
0: see. So you guys have like a little symbol too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, um, when I was, oh, okay. Between Daniel and Hannah, I lost a baby. Mm-hmm. And we had already come up with names for that baby. Um, because you do that, you know, when you find out you're yeah. pregnant and you start fantasizing about who this person is gonna be. Mm-hmm. And um, if she had been a girl, she was gonna be Charlotte.
1: Oh, so cute.
0: So Andy and I went after the baby, after we lost the baby and got the Charlotte crown tattooed on us so he has got one on the inside of his upper arm and I've got one on the back of my neck and they match because that was like commemorating like the loss of that baby and that we're Mm -hmm. both native Charlotteans which is really strange for us to both have been born and raised in Charlotte yeah totally. we were born at the same hospital and then our kids were both born at that hospital
1: oh that's kind of cool
0: so yeah it sounds kind of small town but it's really Charlotte's not a small town so
1: yeah. Port- Portland has that feel though as well. Like it's a small, like there are pockets of small town ish yeah. areas, but it's a big city.
0: So the tattoo on my neck needs to be retouched badly. Like it's really faded. And so then the here's one- what we're going
1: to do, Leanne. When we're at Go Wild, we're going to get our tattoos touched up.
0: I think that's a great idea. I really do. Because I can never come up with like a time that I just want to feel pain for a while. So I haven't yeah. gone and had anything. Dude, I,
1: I would thought about like getting my sleeve while I'm down there, but I don't know if it would take more than one sitting. So I might need to not do that.
0: It might, because the one on my back took six hours.
1: Oh yeah. So I don't now, know if I'm going to have six hours to
0: spare. Yeah, like, So no, the tramp stamp that I got took like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. Right. But yeah. Then
0: when I had it turned into what it is now, it took a really long time and mm-hmm. I need to have it touched up too, because my body is significantly larger than it was when
1: <laughs> well, and we get older and your skin sloughs off and all the things. Yeah.
0: So, so I need to have them both touched up. I think that that would be kind of fun, but I, I like being a part of a generation where it's like piercings and tattoos don't really matter. Yeah you just kind of do what you want because my dad was always one of those people that was like, oh wow, look at that person. They really want to be noticed. Oh
1: Jesus. Yeah. My dad. Okay. So here's the story about my dad. So my dad is kind of a loud mouth. I wonder where I get it from. Um, (laughs) and he also is very, I'll say conservative. We'll say that. And he one time saw this guy full goth, like makeup, piercings, chains, everything. And my dad, like he would do is staring at this person and the guy was like what are you staring at and my dad's like what do you think I'm staring at didn't you leave the house like that so somebody would look at you uh, I was with him and I was like you need to stop you are embarrassing like yeah. get in the truck go we're, we're yeah. leaving right now you
0: cannot be around uh, people in the public
1: no <laughs> so yeah I don't take him in public anymore but yeah that's a little bit about my dad
0: no uh, one has uh, I'm not going to say that no one has ever gotten a specific piercing or a tattoo or colored their hair strange or dressed a certain way because they didn't want for people to notice them. Mm-hmm. But I have had to try to explain to my dad that I have known people my whole life that have done these things to their bodies and none of them were doing it so that other people would notice them.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like self-expression. I mean, I dyed my 12 year old's hair herbal. Well, she's 13 now blue. Like I, I'm just not, <laughs> I'm just not worried about it at all.
0: Yes. And It's, it's almost, it almost speaks to like dress code policies at schools, Mm -hmm. because as a teacher, I never noticed when kids were out of dress code, because that's not what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like it's what you do that might, that matters and not how you look. Yeah. So you know, you can have whatever kind of piercings or tattoos or whatever that you want, but if you are still a good kind person, like it doesn't matter to me, mm-hmm. if, you know, how you've adorned your body.
1: It's true. So Do you have anything pierced? Do you have any piercing? Just my
0: ears. I have five holes in each ear. Oh, and, get two, it, girl. and then I have two in one of my left ear. I've got two at the top on my cartilage. So I guess all all right. together mm-hmm. that's 12 holes in my ears. Nice. Um, I never had, I begged my mom to let me get my belly button pierced when I was um, a teenager. Like everybody, every teenage girl in the 90s yes. did. I um, pierced
1: the bottom of my belly button, but it, my body actually like rejected it. And after a couple of years, it like fell out basically because the skin had died. How disgusting is that?
0: Well, I, I was going to try to do it myself, but I just did not have the the nerve to do it. Yeah. So I never got anything else pierced, but I have often considered a nose piercing.
1: I oh, okay so instead of the tattoos I want a nose ring so bad that's what we need to do at go wild that'll take five minutes oh
0: my gosh if we got our nose pierced at go wild that would be so funny I don't know if oh, Jamie, oh I don't know God. if Jamie would like that who cares
1: <laughs> I don't know if Brian would like it either do you think that's going to influence my decision no <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, but my, my piercing that I currently have, I have two holes in my each ear and then I have that, my tragus. So that little cartilage piece on your inner ear. And I have one upper cartilage. I used to have an industrial, which is a bar that like goes across. And I used to have what else? Oh, my belly button ring. I think that's it.
0: Why'd you do the bottom of your belly button instead of the top? <laughs>
1: Because the top is like so mainstream.
0: Oh, you're so different.
1: I'm like totally different than everybody else. You're
0: so edgy. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> That's exactly why.
0: <laughs> but I I never, I was never one of those people that wanted to have my tongue pierced or my lip pierced. Honestly.
1: No, I was honestly, worried about dental work. with my tongue.
0: <laughs> Well, I just worried. Well, my tongue, first of all, I just, it, it never appealed to me. And I know, I, I feel like that I have kissed people who had their tongue pierced, but yeah, I don't, I don't, not remember, a good time. I don't remember it being better or ugh, just kind of creeped me out. Um, <laughs> yeah. but there was, I mean, that was uh, very yeah, not popular. Tongue piercing was really, really in like in the early two thousands, like everybody wanted to have that. Done. Yeah. And it's true. For whatever reason, I never wanted a facial piercing because I really enjoy doing my makeup and I was always, you know, worried that a facial piercing would get in the way. Oh yeah. And if I didn't want it That makes sense. Then I would have a hole in my nose forever if I decided I didn't want Yeah, it I've thought about
1: actually doing my my septum, like a cute tiny little hoop in my septum. I don't know if I could pull that off though.
0: You might, I think you could. I have seen a lot of cute seven and piercings.
1: I have too lately. And they've just been, I I feel like Instagram is like reading my mind because I keep seeing so many of them in my Instagram, like for you page. So well, many.
0: I, I just, it's, it's a possibility. I will, I will think about it. I might rather do like a go wild tattoo than a piercing. I don't know why. I don't know why I'd rather do a tattoo. I don't know. We'll, we'll see we'll see we'll see we are, i mean we're just going to be a force to wreck to be so something is going to happen something, <laughs> yes,
1: something something's going to happen the body
0: will be altered in some way in california
1: that's right get it
0: yes yeah. so um so caitlin found a really funny meme today and she read it to me and i just about fell over laughing like i just about died so i want for her to read it to you before we close the show and we'll have a quick yes. conversation about it and then, we'll, and then we'll let you guys go but read read them the meme, okay. caitlin
1: okay so I <laughs> can't even look at it without dying okay so I just found out that cauliflower waffles are a thing now and I just want to say that if anyone ever serves me I
0: a... <laughs> <laughs> can't even read it
1: <laughs> if, if anyone ever serves me a cauliflower waffle I will immediately call the police. <laughs>
0: Uh, she read this to me me earlier and I was just like girl I feel the same like some of the stuff the other day I was trying to find a pizza in the grocery store and there was like a whole section of cauliflower crust pizzas and I was like stop stop why are we doing this to food now like I I don't understand Oh my Uh, cauliflower and
1: I like I like like rice cauliflower and stuff because you know I do the low carb stuff sometimes but oh my god <laughs> cauliflower waffle <laughs> I will immediately call the police it's
0: Just it's really just speaks to like we're so bored with what we've done with food over the past <laughs> hundred years that we're trying to figure out ways to make things into what they're not
1: yeah well and I think it's like when you're, when you're kind of self-depriving yourself, like when you're trying to do the right thing and like eat the healthy foods, you kind of want the healthy foods to either look or taste like the things that you're not supposed to be having. Yeah. So that's where, that's where the cauliflower waffle (laughs) has come into play.
0: Yes. And I I know, Listen, don't come for us because we know that there are people out there that have gluten sensitivities or there are certain kinds of things that you can't eat. My
1: kids both do. Yes.
0: Caitlin lives that life. I don't understand that life because it hasn't (laughs) been a part of, of my day to day, but I know that there are people that really, really struggle with that. So look, the cauliflower alternative to crusts and things like that. It might work
1: well. Yeah.
0: But we have come (laughs) up with ways to make crust gluten-free without yeah. having to bother the cauliflowers. We really have. We really, <laughs> the cauliflowers. You know, I mean, just you know, we're kind of trying to oh I feel like that we're, the expectation that we have put on cauliflower over the years is extreme. I think that the cauliflower <laughs> needs to be left alone. Um, it's like I can't it's be true. rice and mashed potatoes and pizza crust <laughs> and waffles. you guys. And I'm now just, waffles. I'm yeah. just a cauliflower. <laughs>
1: Just a little cauliflower.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've been giggling about that meme all morning. So we wanted to share that with
1: you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that- uh, we, we just love food. That's <laughs> we all. Do,
0: we do. So that is our show. Um, mm-hmm. we had notes and we kind of stuck to them and it was, it still feels we did. like this one was a little bit, uh, kind of crazy, but, um, I, just kind of everywhere. But we
1: gave you your two hours. So you're welcome.
0: <laughs> yes. You got your time in with us and now, you know, Friday, you'll get to hear from us again. Will there be a question? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Be, hopefully there may not be. Mm-mm. We, there may never, we may never do that again. <laughs> we may yeah. just use that 30 minutes every week, 30 minutes, like a Minnesota has ever been 30 minutes. The 45 minutes of a mini-sode. We just talk again. So <laughs> I hope that everyone um, enjoyed this episode. Just remember, if you've forgotten, that you can find Caitlin at Creating in Chaos underscore official on Instagram, and you can find her on YouTube and Patreon as Creating in Chaos. And she also has a teacher Instagram called Chaos in the Classroom, so go check that out. And if you want to know what's going on with her ducks, then you could check out Ducking Chaos underscore official on Instagram. You can also hear from Caitlin every Monday and Friday here on the Spice Chaos podcast, and we love you that you listen everybody and um she also hangs around at the spice chaos podcast instagram with the dms and such so there's caitlin so go find her if you haven't already
1: Yes. Come hang out. I'll hang out with you. You can also find Leanne at Spice Plans on Instagram, YouTube, and Patreon. And you can also find her doing all the things on our Spice Chaos Instagram. She works really hard on that. So give her a virtual high five if you'd like to for that. And you can also hear her every Monday and Friday right here on the Spice Chaos podcast.
0: Yeah. So that's it guys. Um, That's all we have for you today. Uh, Feel free to hop in the DMs if you have comments or complaints or questions we are here for you we love you
1: we welcome them (laughs) yes
0: we do hope that you have a beautiful wonderful amazing week and we'll talk to you in the next one bye friends bye